Thank you for supporting the Sanctuary Fellowship. We are a new and growing church with a passion and a heart towards enjoying God, serving people, and building healthy families. We pray that you will continue to fellowship and grow with us as we follow hard after God. Don't forget to visit us on the web at www.sanctuaryfellowship.org. God bless. All right, all right. All right, get everybody in here, get everybody in, get everybody seated. Make sure, ushers, that nobody's hanging out by the cafe, nobody's trying to duck us in, in, the, in the hallways, or make sure everybody's locked up in here. If they don't want to be in here, But you did coming in, do it backwards. Amen? If we're in here right now, it's for a reason. Amen? Amen? See, I, I, I wanted today, I figured today, I wanted to look like what I felt like on the inside. Amen? See, too many churches and too many people, they kind of, they put such an emphasis on what people wear to church. Right? But see, I don't believe that we were called to be pretty on Sunday. I don't think that we were called to be proper and prim and, and, and shiny and sparkling and blinging on Sunday. Amen? See, we're called to do something, aren't we? We're, we're people of purpose, people of destiny, people of power. And now there's nothing wrong with the suits, okay? Nothing wrong with, with, with doing, you, you do you. What I'm saying is today, you know, I wanted to look like what I felt like. So I wanted to come dressed like a soldier, Amen? So if that's all right with you, all right, open up your word. I make it real simple today. Open it up to the first book in the Bible, Genesis. I wanted to make some of you look real spiritual today. You could just open right up to it instead of spending 15 minutes looking for it. And then I'm I'm done. Right to the beginning, Genesis 1, you see, and I've talked about this so many times and still I need to constantly remind myself and remind those, uh, uh, those of, of us around us of who we are, who made us, and what for. Who we are, who made us, and what for. I don't know about you, but I, I, I sometimes suffer from identity theft. And, and so I need to remind myself of who I am, who made me, and what for. Anybody else in here with me? Okay, so see, because I am sick. Can, can I say it this way? I am so sick of the media telling me who I am who I should be, what I should look like, how I should talk, how I should act, what, how I should dance, how I should move. I'm sick of, of the world telling me all that. I want to get back to God's design for me. Amen? Tell somebody it's going to get ugly in here before it gets any better. I'm, I'm, I'm sick of the world telling, telling my kids how to act. Telling our kids how, how, how they should wear their pants or how they should wear their shirts or, or how much they should pay for their sneak. I'm, I'm sick of that. I want to get back to the word. I want to know what God wants for me. Amen? And so I, I, we're going to go again. We did Breakthrough for Dummies, but we're going to do Breakthrough for Dummies, Volume 2. All right? 
So, so tell somebody, I'm glad you came. Genesis 1, go down to verse 26. Genesis 1, verse 26. It reads this way. It says, God spoke. Let us make human beings in our image. Make them reflecting our nature so that they can be responsible for the fish in the sea, the birds in the air, the cattle, and yes, the earth itself, and every animal that moves on the face of the earth. 27, God created human beings. He created them godlike, reflecting God's nature. He created them male and female. God blessed them. He said, prosper, reproduce, fill the earth, take charge, be responsible for fish in the sea and birds in the air and for every living thing that moves on the face of this earth. See, that is God's original design for man. Did you hear it? Two of you did. Amen. It's his design, his intention, our purpose. I need you to get that today. Say it with me. His design, his intention, my purpose. Amen. See, I was talking to the, to the men. We're doing all right there, good? All right, Jair, that's cool. Don't worry about it, he's good. He's trying to get up to the pulpit. He's, he's just, he's destined, he's destined. Hallelujah. We speak it over that boy again and again and again. He's destined. Amen. We were talking to the men on, on Wednesday night for prayer. It was awesome because there was more than four people here. And, and, and so we actually, you know, there was some, some people are showing up to prayer. It's so incredible to see soldiers reporting for duty. You know, people coming to do what, it, more than the feel-good service. But people coming out and saying, man, you know, it, thing ain't, things ain't all, you know, glorious in my house. I need, to, I need more than a Sunday. I need to come out and agree with some people. And so it was awesome. Wednesday, you know, we had a, a, a crew here. There was six of us. And um, no, no, it was, it was a lot more. It was, it was a bunch of us, right? And what happened, I don't know how, you know, but God just led this thing and it became a women's ministry and a men's ministry. And so I was just talking to the men and we just had this awesome time. And we were talking about um, uh, uh, an illustration that I had used a, a time before in Breakthrough for Dummies 1 about the GPS, Right? Let me just break that down real quick for you, for those of you that weren't here. We, we, we compared a GPS that each of us have a spiritual GPS in us, right? But a GPS is useless unless you put a destination in it. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Right? You've been in somebody's car with a GPS, with a navigational system, right? And unless you could have the $900 GPS, the top of the line, top of the top of the top. And, and you put it on, and you could drive all over town lost. Unless you put a destination in there, it won't tell you where to go. Okay? So we were talking about that um, with the men. And, and, and the men were just kind of starting to share that, man, that's all well and good, and I love the illustration, and, and that's great, but what if I have no destination to put in? And so I started feeling, man, you know, I, I think that's more than just a few good men that were here. I think that's something that, that we're, a lot of us are dealing with. We, we need destination. We need purpose. Anybody? Am I preaching to two of you? Amen. 
So, so we were talking about that and I said, man, it's useless without. So I want to give you a destination to put into your navigational systems. The destination is Genesis 1, 26, 28. So right now, if you have no purpose in life, if you have no destination, is he competing with me? And half of you looking this way, half of you this way. He, if you have no destination, no purpose, if, if you struggle with that, if that's something that you wrestle with, like, man, I want to do good, God, I, I, I want to, you know, I want to get my life together, I want, I want to, but I have no destination, no purpose, there it is, just go, when you go back outside of here, or actually when we come, when, when, when we report for duty in a, little, in, in a few minutes, that's when we're going to just key that thing into your spiritual GPSs. We're going to put in there Genesis 1, 26 to 28. Now let's examine that mandate. I broke it down just a little bit. I, I, I want you to, to get it. It says in Genesis 1, 26 to 28, it, that we were made, God said, let us make him in our image, reflecting our nature. Do you realize how awesome that is? Do you, have you ever stopped to think that I am an image bearer of the Lord? I'm an image bearer. Does that mean anything to some of you? I bear the image of the creator. I am an image bearer. He says we reflect his nature. See, many people could look at a kid and know whether that, who the daddy is, right? Like, you know, Drew, Drew's baby, everybody seen Drew's baby? You don't have to go on Jerry Springer to find out who the daddy is, right? You look at the baby, you know the father, right? Some of you, you haven't met my daughters, you look at my daughters, you know who the mom and, and the dad are, right? You, you, you just know, there's some people that, that you, you see the face and you know who the, who the daddy is, right? Well, family, our walk, our character, who we are, should reflect who our daddy is. Amen? Come on, that's, that's, that's better preaching than your amen. Our, our walk, our character, who we are, should reflect who our daddy is. Check this out. People at your jobs should, should, should examine you for a day or two and say, wait, wait, I, I know who your daddy is. People at your job, not because you carried a big study King James Concordance Bible and, and you banging people over the head. You know, oh, you look hungover. Were you drinking and living in lascivious sin this weekend? You know, and, and, and not, not because you're doing hammering King James stuff on people, but, but just because your character, your walk, the way you do things should reflect who daddy is. Amen? People should know your daddy because we reflect his image. It should be easily discernible. He, he says in there, we were created to be responsible. That's a characteristic of God. That's in us. So if, if responsibility is a characteristic of God, irresponsibility is what? It's, it's not of God. Irresponsibility, can, can I, am I speaking to anybody today? Irresponsibility is not of God. It isn't God-like. It ain't pretty. It ain't what, what's in us. Right? So he called us to be responsible. He says the next verse, he created us God-like. I mean... Could you kind of get that in your head today that you are not ghetto-like? You're not ghetto-fabulous. You're not ghetto-nothing. You're not evil-like. You're not ugly-like. You're God-like. Tell somebody. Tell somebody. You're God-like. You're God-like. You're like God. God-like. Do you understand the twist there? Do I have to explain it? You are God-like. 
Now, you probably mumbled under your breath if you don't act like it sometimes, but, but you're God-like. It says that we, he says this again, that we're to reflect God's nature. You think there's a reason why God says it twice? Right, because we thick-headed. He says it twice, we're reflecting God's nature. See, the sun shines on us and we're supposed to shine the sun back. Oh, y'all asleep? Thanks, Al. Man. And he says that we were created. It says he created the male and female. That, for me, should squash any issues that we have in church about who should do what, who can't do this, who could do this, who can't do that. Listen, I don't have any problem with women and pants. I just think it's a shame when, the, when she has to take them off her husband and put them on to do some things that he should be doing. Oh, I knew I'd get some love on that one. I knew I'd get some love there. You wear all the pants you want, but wear your own pants. When they got to take them off of us to do the things that we're doing, that's when we got a problem, amen? He created us male and female. And what does he say in the next verse? He blessed them. He blessed them. Do, Do you read that about anything else in all of Genesis? He made fish. And he made cattle, and, and, and he made the birds and the trees, and, and, but it says he made male and female, and he blessed them. Do you see the difference? You are blessed. Tell somebody, you're not a dog. You're not a, stop acting like a dog, right? You're not a dog. Oh, that could preach right there for a long time on that one. Let me, let's go. Let's move on. You, you are, he blessed them. He, and, and then he, he says there, he blessed them for what? For prosperity. He said, prosper and reproduce. Can I tell you that prosperity isn't always about money, just like reproduction isn't always about sex? Thank you. I thought that was good too. Prosperity isn't always about money, just like reproduction. See, we're blessed with the ability to walk in God's favor. That's prosperity. See, you, you know, you, you, you see people on news every day. They got all the money in the world. They can stand on their money and, and look over buildings, right? But they got no, no, no favor. They, they hit those highs, and then the, the, the next thing you hear, they're, they're sleeping with prostitutes with needles in their arms. And like, dude, you're a millionaire. Why are you doing heroin? Right? You're a millionaire. Why are you sleeping with prostitutes? I mean, you, you see, because money is not favor. And money is not prosperity. God says, I bless you with prosperity. That's favor to walk in God, to walk in every area blessed that God calls us to walk in. And, and reproduction, well, reproduction doesn't mean have sex and make babies. When you reproduce something, this is deep, check it. It means you make a copy of something. When you, bless you, brother. I like this guy. You're the only one that thinks of me like that, bro. Thank you, bro. Everybody else has seen me choking, dying. They won't care. You are the man. God put you here for a reason. Amen. God's going to raise you up because that way when you're up here preaching the word, then, then somebody bring you napkins. Amen. Thank you, bro. So reproduction, when you reproduce something, it means you make a copy of something. God says, I created you. I blessed you to be prosperous. Copy that. It's not just about making babies. 
It's not just about following everybody around and making babies and, 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 and. no, he said, I, I made you a way to walk in a way. Now copy that, reproduce that. So that everything that copy is a copy of you, it's just like you. It's walking the way you walk. It's, it's in prosperity the way you're in prosperity. It's walking in favor the way you walk in favor. Amen? Some of us should stop reproducing altogether. Stop. Stop. You are out of control. You're making more of you and that's not good right now. God needs to deal with you. Amen? Wrap it up. Anyway, so reaper, see, as a matter of fact, in Genesis right there, God gives us the great commandment there. He gives us the great commission there. He says reproduce. Reproduction there isn't always about sex. It's about evangelism. It's about evangelism. Reproduce. Get your life together. Not that you can do it on your own, but we do it by giving it to God. And when we walk in his prosperity and his favor, he says, now reproduce that. It's evangelism. Amen? Put that in your GPS and see where it takes you. His design. His design. You're not quick with this stuff, right? We got to teach this stuff. His design. His intention. Our purpose. See, so many of us want breakthrough in, in all these deep levels and these heavy spiritual matters, but we haven't even learned how to submit to a simple authority yet. Right? See, we want to head up these huge ministries and have these successful ministries, but you haven't even learned how to submit yet. So many of us, you, you, you want you know, someone to help you build this tremendous team, and you want all these people to support you and to back you up, but you're still backbiting and gossiping about everybody else that is doing something. Right? We don't need that. We, so many of us, we want these huge financial breakthroughs, but we're still arguing and leaving churches when they talk about tithing. You know, I find it amazing that, and, and I was, I've been reading, I love reading these polls and finding out what people think, you know, because I want to know what you guys think. And, and I found that a lot of people leave churches because the bathrooms are too small and the churches are too uncomfortable. Those are the same people that leave churches when the church tries to raise money to build bigger bathrooms and get better chairs. How do you win? You don't. We just preach the word and whoever, whatever happens, happens. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. See, that's basic. A man or a woman in obedience and under authority will always have breakthrough. It's inevitable. It happens. A man under authority in submission and obedience will always have breakthrough. Amen? Why? Because they have a destination. They know who they are and who made them and what they were made for. Amen? All right. This is Breakthrough for Dummies 2, so we got to go even a little deeper. Let's go. Say go. Okay. I'm sure... I'll go. Thank you. I'm sure Adam and Eve, at at that point in Genesis, we know, you know, they took a wrong turn and, and they ended up by the forbidden tree. And I'm sure that all along that GPS that's in them, was telling them, wrong turn, wrong turn, make a left, make a left, recalculating, 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 right? Every time they made a a turn, because imagine Adam and Eve have this huge whole entire garden bigger than Brooklyn. And and they just want to hang out in Queens where, where where they don't belong. 
right? And, and so I'm sure all the way as they crossed all the bridges, as they crossed through all the, the dirt paths, the, the GPS and Adam was saying, recalculating, recalculating, make a left turn, make a right turn, make, turn, make another right, make another right. Just do anything to stay away from, from where you're going. Amen? True story. I think I was with Manny. We, were, we had borrowed somebody's GPS, and we were going to a gig or something. It was bad weather, and we were making all these turns, and it was bad. And, and so one time, the GPS made us do a bunch of right turns, and we're like, wow, that was smart. It just, all it did was turn us around. You know, it, it treated us like total idiots and said, you're a moron, so I'm going to break it to you slow, one turn at a time. And, and we didn't realize that, and he wants us to go this way, but we had gone wrong, so all it did was, okay, turn. We're like, okay, okay, turn, okay, okay, turn. We're like, wow, all right, okay, turn. We're like, oh, this is what he wanted us to do all along, right? But at one point, I made so many wrong turns. True story. The GPS actually said, tell me if anybody's had this, make a complete U-turn when safe to do so. You, you've had that? I guess that's a legal thing they have to put in when safe to do so because it's illegal, right? It, the GPS told me, in other words, there's not, there, there aren't enough right turns that you're going to make to get yourself back on turn, back on course. Just turn around. Turn around. Stop. When it's safe, turn around. Amen? Any, anybody here? I imagine, you know, that GPS in him was, was making him crazy, saying, just turn, turn. But we know that didn't happen. He stayed there. And one wrong turn after another wrong turn and farther and farther away from God, he felt so much that when he heard the footsteps of God in the garden, he hid. You ever felt so far from God that when he came looking from you, you hid? I'm talking to some of you today. Come on, you want breakthrough, you got to get real. If you want breakthrough, you got to get real. You see, no matter how far you feel from God today, please, hear, please listen. No matter how far you feel from God today, no matter how long it's been since you felt like you made a right decision towards Him, Daddy's waiting for you. Listen, Papi's looking for you. Some of you had to hear it in Spanish. Papi's looking for you. And, and even though you're not lost to him, because when he asked Adam, where are you? It wasn't because God couldn't find him because Adam was so good at hiding. It wasn't like God said, man, I'm tired of looking. Adam, where are you? He knew where he was all the time. He was walking right with him. Just walking right. Oh, andito. Andito. Look at him. Look at him. And he watched as he got to the garden. And, he, and God is right there. Adam, where are you? When God asks us, where are you, it's just so that we know. So we could start examining, man, where am I? You know? So, listen, I believe, I believe, you know, it, it, God had it. Some of you, some of you, some of us here today, we felt so far from God that we've been hiding. And, 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 and we feel even at times like there's an altar call or there's something happening or you feel like, oh, man, I need to, the worship team is calling me up to worship, but you can't. And, and it's because you're hiding. You're hiding. You say, no, 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 God won't notice me in the back row. God won't notice me in the middle. But I, but I can't step out. And God is saying, listen, I orchestrated this. Please, can, can anybody realize that today you're here because God orchestrated you're here today because he caused you to make a series of right turns to bring you here today. I believe that with all of my heart. 
because he's waiting for you. He's recalculated that whole path to bring you to this point. He's waiting. He's knocking. He's calling. Today, I believe some of you are going to answer. Some of you are going to answer today. See, Adam got the mandate from God hardwired in his heart. And, and he forfeited. He dropped the baton. As soon as he saw the naked lady with the fruit, he just dropped it. He said, what baton? He dropped it, right? But Jesus, the second Adam, picked up the baton and he completed the course. He did something that he knew we weren't never going to be able to do. He picked up the baton, he ran with it, and he finished the course. He completed it, amen? He reinstated it. He set us back on course. You and I were created in that image. In his image, we were created godlike, reflecting his nature. We were blessed to be prosperous, to be responsible, to take charge. We said in the first series of this, there can be no breakthrough without battles. Right? How many of you can testify that's true? You, there is no breakthrough. You won't taste the breakthrough until you've battled, until you've struggled, until you've broken through something. Amen? There's no breakthrough without battles. What I want you to, what I want to do for you today is prepare you for battle. Amen? I don't want to prepare you for blessing, prepare you for greatness, prepare you. I want to prepare you for battle because the greatness and the blessing is on the other side of the battle. Amen? And I wish that I could give you shortcuts. I wish that I found hidden roots that we can, see that's a cult. How many of you know? That's a cult. We'll get together and we say, listen, we found another way. To Jesus. There's other ways to God. There's other ways to heaven. And, and when, when people start talking about a shortcut, that's a cult. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the light. There is no other way. I'm the gatekeeper. You got to come through me to get to the Father. The only way to come to me is to lay down your life and accept me. Just call on me and believe in me. That's the only way. Everything else is a cult. Sorry, Oprah. I want to prepare you for battle today. I want to get you enlisted. I want to sign you up for a tour. I want to get you into training. I want to get you in. I wanted to do this, the whole army. You seen those commercials? Be all you can be. They're strong and then there's army strong. Right? In the hot. That's a good campaign. I, I wanted to sign up, but they say you're too old. There's strong and then there's army strong. Well, see, we were called in God's image and another name that God was given in Joshua 5.14, he calls himself the commander of the army of the Lord. He's the commander for my name dropping series, right? That We've been talking about the names of God for a few weeks now. Another name he has is the commander of the army of the Lord. See, a part of his nature is commander. And, and we reflect his nature. We were called to command. We were called to be commanders in this army. Amen? Listen, there's strong, there's army strong, and then there's kingdom strong. No, that wasn't good enough. There's strong... Because that was powerful. I worked on that for a long time. There's strong, there's army strong, which they think is the end, and then there's kingdom strong. Amen? Thank you. Kingdom strong goes to the cross, 
dies and comes back up again. Kingdom strong goes in the grave and wakes back up again. Kingdom strong gets sick and gets healed again. Kingdom strong gets beaten and broken and bruised and still stands strong. Amen. Thank you. Kingdom strong. See, we can't, we have to stop domesticating the gospel. Stop taming it down. Stop cleaning it up. Stop removing the Bible's teeth. See, in so many places, we, we wash the blood off the cross because it offends people with weak stomachs. We are not people with weak stomachs. Amen? We need the blood. There's no power without the blood. There's no redemption without the blood. So I like the blood all over the place. I like it and I'll take it. Amen? See, we can't have breakthrough if you're afraid to break a nail. I love reading about the first churches, man. They were serious about what they did. They were serious about living hardcore for God. Towns and cities would get revolutionized by just a few good men. Towns and cities would come to God by just one woman. One woman, like the woman at the well. She went and had a revival and changed the whole city. Serious. They were serious. See, when, when, and, 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 and it's awesome that they would have, like everybody from the lepers to the leaders would be revolutionized. It's something when leadership starts getting changed and starts getting rocked, right? When I first got saved in, in the first couple of years, I used to get so excited whenever, whenever I saw somebody famous, Wearing a cross or, or thanking Jesus at an award. No, not just me. I used to get so excited. I said, wow, Whitney Houston, thank Jesus, her savior. And he's like, wow, she's a Christian now. I want to call people. She's, and, and this rapper and that rapper, they're thanking Jesus Christ. He's, they said, Jesus Christ. And, and did you see his arm? He's got a WWJD bracelet. And I said, oh, Lord, that's so awesome. I was so hyped about famous people coming to Christ. Because then I said, man, now, now, you know, maybe now that person could really influence people. Maybe now the world will really see Jesus if they see it through them. Because they're famous. They have position. They have influence. But it never happened. I got excited because I thought that now somebody famous, somebody with influence could, could bring the truth. But the truth all along was that I am that somebody with influence. I am that somebody with favor. I am that somebody famous. Amen? Can, can you just say that? I am that somebody that God wants to use and God wants to call. Because I'm not willing to compromise it. How many of you got excited when Kanye West came out with Jesus Walks? I thought it was the end of the world. I was like, yes, people in the clubs are playing Jesus Walks. And people got their drinks on and, and they're, they're hopped up on pharmaceuticals. But they're singing Jesus Walks with me. And the church was so hungry to be validated by the world that they started inviting Kanye into meetings. They started inviting Kanye to perform at church events. They started having him do that song at big church functions. Good message, false messenger. Nominated for a Christian award. In the same song, he's... This in the same in the same track, in the same you know it's crazy. 
It's crazy, but we were so hungry to be validated by, by somebody famous that we just throw them up and, and it's great. Good message for, see, he knows better. It's more than just a walk. For real breakthrough, Jesus can't walk with you. Jesus has to walk in you. Amen? And I'm not, I'm not hounding on him. I believe Poppy's calling Kanye. And I believe, well, we're declaring right now that, that God's searching for him and, and stirring him. And God's going to call him out. And he's going to come. So I'm not beating him up and beating him down. I want God to change him. But, but I don't need him to bring the word. Amen? Because that's why God has me. And that's why God has you. And you. And you. I don't need nobody with a platform or with influence. God giving me everything I need. Amen? I got disappointed again when that trend passed and, and the Jesus thing that was all in. Everybody and their mother had JJ, WWJD bracelets and, and, and it was like a trend. It was real trendy to be, to be Christian, right? But trendy religion is still religion and it still won't save anybody. Amen? Now, now I find out that people are getting arrested in the clubs because they're following the latest songs that say, I want to make love in this club. Ladies, do I have to tell you that if a man says I want to make love in this club, do, do I need to go there? How many of you know it ain't love? It ain't love. And it just means you ain't worth enough even to take home. That if I could get it here, I won't even have to bring you home. Let's not even go there. Church, we have a mandate, his design, his intention, our purpose. Being a Christian means something. It's not trendy. It's not a fad. It's not the end thing. It's the only thing. Christianity has power. Some of our fathers and mothers of our faith, they used to sing about the cross and about the blood. And I've been reading this book by John Eldridge, talk about waking the dead. And he makes this comparison that I found incredible. Listen to this. In the, early, in the late 1800s, our kids in Sunday school used to learn uh, songs like this. How many of you have ever heard of Onward Christian Soldiers? I don't know how it goes. Marching on to war. See, listen to the sounds. Listen, marching on to war with the cross of Jesus going on before Christ, the royal master, leads against the foe forward into battle. See his banners go. Listen, at the sign of triumph, Satan's host doth flee. On then, Christian soldiers, on to victory. There's a kid singing. Hell's foundations quiver at the shout of praise. Brothers, lift your voices, loud your anthems raise. What the saints establish, that I hold for true. What the saints believe, that I believe too. Crowns and thrones may perish, kingdoms rise and wane, but the church of Jesus Christ constant will remain. Amen? But we have strayed so far from that mentality of fighting and warfare. And it shows that we've, we've tried to clean that up because listen to the song that many of us learned in Sunday school. I'm in the Lord's army. I'm in the Lord's army. I may never shoot 
the artillery. I may never fly over the enemy, but I'm in the Lord's army. Did you see a switch in thinking there? Do you see a switch? Onward Christian soldiers marching us to war. I may never march in the infantry, shoot the artillery, fly over the enemy. What a difference. You see the mindset? John Eldridge says in his book, if, if we're not marching, if we're not riding, if we're not shooting, what are we doing then? What? Who gave you the army shirt and the fatigues? What are you doing if you're not riding, marching, shooting, and flying over the enemy? We are called to ride, march, shoot, and fly over the enemy. That's what we're called to do. We're in the Lord's army. Yes, sir. That's how we break through. If you want the real deal, if you want the life and freedom that Jesus offers, we're going to have to break through this religious fog. Because see, the enemy you know comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He hates you and he hates me because we are image bearers. You ever hate somebody so much that when you see somebody that's related to them, you hate them too for no reason? Come on, let's be real. Some of you hate some people's kids because you hate the daddy. So I can't even look at that kid. I hate, why? He's an image bearer. See, that's how Satan feels about us. Our enemy hates us so much because we're image bearers. When he sees us, he sees God's blessing, his prosperity. He sees future. He sees his end. He sees the place that he always wanted. The place that we get to come and lead praise. And he doesn't have that anymore. So he hates us. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But now, the strategy of the enemy, you got to admit this thing is cunning. This dude has been at it for a long time. He switches it up from time to time. See, and the, the strategy before was just deny God. There is no God. And so they still try to push that in schools with evolution and science. There is no God. But there's too much proof that there is God. All of nature declares the glory of God. So it's hard. And and you can't come to church folk and say there is no God because we've seen too much to know that there is a God. Say, no, 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 no. You can't tell me there's no God. Grandma used to... And I have a, a titi that... You can't take that from us. Amen? So So what's the enemy's strategy now? He can't deny God's existence, so he denies himself. Bear with me. He says, if I can't get them to believe that God doesn't exist, I'll get them to believe that I don't exist. How many churches are rising up all over the place? There is no Satan. There's no sin. There's no hell. Right? And, and doing big things. Right? My man down in Miami, has, he has thousands and thousands of churches believing there's no God, there's no sin, and he's got his leadership getting marked with the mark of the beast, 666. And saying that it's Christians have just misquoted that. I watched the video. They're getting tattooed with three sixes because he just wants to prove a point that, that we've misconstrued the Bible and he understands it. This, this, this guy, this clown, been in prison I think eight times. But he got this revelation that none of us have gotten. And, and so they're marking, and, and there is no Satan and there is no hell and there is no sin. Isn't that a great religion? 
It's wonderful. I can do anything I want. I could go right now, kick Valerie in the face, and have no consequences. No consequences. Just because I didn't like the way she looked at me. And just pray and write it off like it's nothing. There's no sin. There's nothing wrong. Everything I do is right. I love you, mama. Don't. Okay. So he denies himself. Um, um, my brother Julian talked about it. Have you seen what Oprah's been buying into? And selling to the masses that there is no sin. She says that Jesus on the cross and that is all good. It's a picture of our redemptive life. Look online, you'll find videos of her saying it. It's not like people just talking about her. She said it. Jesus and the cross and all that. She said there's many ways to God. There's many ways to God. And the Jesus thing, that's just symbolic. Listen, that's like telling our soldiers in Iraq that there is no enemy in the gland and, and the people that are coming at you, they don't want to kill you. And the ones throwing bombs at you, that's just symbolic of the battle and struggle between the political... It's nonsense, isn't it? We're at war. We are at war and we are the army of the Lord. And that has never changed. So can I call you today to enlist? Can I call you today to, to stand ground that if you want breakthrough, you got to stand for something. Amen? See, once breakthrough is not passive, breakthrough is an attitude. Breakthrough is all about choosing a side. Breakthrough is about getting your destination locked in and knowing your purpose. And once you have a destination and a purpose locked in and set in place, breakthrough then is as simple as obedience once you tell God God I'm yours and I want to go where you want me to go now all you got to do is obey okay make a left okay okay stay in that church even though you don't feel it okay stay in that relationship even though right now you hate each other okay stay where I where I told you you just got to be obedient now to get breakthrough amen I know that's not popular but Breakthrough is about simple obedience. When he moves, you move. When he moves, you move. Y'all are messed up, man. Y'all listen to too much radio. I'm just going to skip to the end. I just want to read you something. I'm going to close with this, I promise. I want to read you something I found, and, and, and I just want you to hear, hear the words of it. You respond however you want to respond. Whatever God is, is putting in your heart today, however God is dealing with you today, you respond to this. this I just want to end with these words. I want to read this right through and, and end. I am a soldier, a prayer warrior of the army of my God. The Lord Jesus Christ is my commanding officer. The Holy Bible is my code of conduct. Faith, prayer, and the word are my weapons of warfare. I have been taught by the Holy Spirit. I've been trained by experience. I've been tried by adversity. I've been tested by fire. I am a volunteer in the army. I am enlisted for eternity. I will either retire in this army at the rapture or die in this army. But I will not get out, sell out, or be talked out. I am faithful, capable, dependable. If my God needs me, I am there.
I am a soldier, a prayer warrior. I am not a baby. I do not need to be pampered, petted, primed up, pumped up, picked up, or pepped up. I am a soldier, a prayer warrior. No one has to call me, remind me, write me, visit me, entice me, or lure me. I am a soldier, a prayer warrior. I am not a wimp. I am in place saluting my king, obeying his orders, praising his name, and building his kingdom. I am a soldier, a prayer warrior. No one has to send me flowers, gifts, food, cards, candy, or give me handouts. I do not need to be cuddled, cradled, cared for, or catered to. I am committed. I cannot have my feelings hurt bad enough to turn me around. I cannot be discouraged enough to turn me aside. I cannot lose enough to cause me to quit. I am a soldier, a prayer warrior in the army of the Lord. Let's bow our heads. Father, we come before you, Lord God. Your army, Lord. Ready for battle, Lord God. Father, there's so many of us here tonight that today that have just been, we've been wounded. We've been in battles. We've, we've, we've fought things. We've, we've been countered things. And God, we've been wounded and we've shot back. And I believe today God is calling us to march in the infantry, to ride in the cavalry, to shoot the artillery when needed, and to fly over the enemies. And I believe that's the, that's the call today. That's the challenge. We have some, some already standing here that, that, have, that say, yes, I am enlisted. And I don't need to be, I don't need anybody to do anything for me. God has called me. I'm, 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 I'm responding to his design, his intention, and I'm making it my purpose. If that's you, would you just stand with us? And don't, don't stand by pressure. Don't stand because others are standing, but stand if you mean it. Stand if you're saying, I am committed. I will be determined I promise you breakthrough is coming supporting the Sanctuary Fellowship. We are a new and growing church with a passion and a heart towards enjoying God, serving people, and building healthy families. 
We pray that you will continue to fellowship and grow with us as we follow hard after God. Don't forget to visit us on the web at www.sanctuaryfellowship.org. God bless.